Welcome to the Verity Podcast. I am Roman Kavanagh. A bit of housekeeping for this episode. I spoke to a civic nationalist, uh, perhaps even a white nationalist. We didn't really delve too much into the definitions of those two terms. But nevertheless, we covered many topics, mostly dovetailing around race, nationalism, history, and identity. My guest does hold some uncomfortable views, and I think it is important to air those views publicly so that my audience and listeners can dissect them and grapple with those views and ideas. Ignoring views that are held by quite a few South Africans only makes those ideas stronger. And in a liberal democracy such as ours, it is very important that all ideas are aired and will let the individual listeners deal with those ideas in a way that they wish to deal with them. No doubt I will be called all sorts of names for merely giving a platform to my guest. But as I said before, as a free speech, almost absolutist, I will gladly have anyone on that has their own ideas about anything. Nevertheless, here is my conversation with rational gent welcome to the verity podcast and today i'm joined by a chap going by the name of rational gent on twitter um gent welcome to the show yeah dude shocked for having me yeah the pleasure of mine thank you so much for joining me at uh, half past 11 on a weekday it's gonna be interesting to speak to you because i do understand that you consider yourself a member of the alt-right is that correct to say I'm going to be completely honest with you. I and many others in the movement have no idea what the alt-right is. The alt-right has morphed into some sort of nationalist movement at this point in time. Some would say the alt-right is dead. All right. So originally, what was it? Originally, I don't know. Just people got fed up with the status quo. Um, Youth in countries like the United States, countries in Europe, countries in Australasia and South Africa pretty much got fed up being told that we were the demons of the world, white people were the demons of the world. We got fed up with liberal order. We got fed up with, you know, having Obama-esque policy shoved down our face. We got fed up with, you know, how the world was viewed. All right. And uh, can you give me examples of what you were fed up with, like practical examples? I can't really speak uh, for how the alt-right members feel in the United States and in Europe, but... For me, I don't know, I just got fed up with crime, I got fed up with our leaders, you know, talking about slavery, and despite the fact that, for me, for instance, I know this is very personal, I had family members who had property taken away by the national government, but because of the colour of my skin, I'm barred from anything. Struggled to get into university for the colour of my skin, but I persevered. I know in sports teams, I, I played a bit of rugby, we had racial quotas in sports teams, I know for certain job applications, I wasn't even considered for the colour of my skin, so, yeah, I'm pretty much fucking over that. I'm over... The double standards with regards to uh, racism in South Africa. Um, I'm, I'm just a lot of pent up anger, and I found this alt right movement that kind of shared similar sentiments and looked at South Africa as some sort of canary in the coal mine with regards to their futures and their nations. And I just jumped on the bandwagon, and it's been fantastic. All right, okay, let's take these things one at a time now. All right, so you said your family has a history of dispossession. Uh, under yes. the National Party, yet you are classified as white under this yes. current dispensation. Is that right? Yes, yes, indeed. Middle Eastern father. Okay, I see. So you, you're, you're, you have a lighter hue, uh, so you, you don't pass, or you do pass the pencil test. I'm not too sure which one it was. Do you pass or not pass the pencil test? I, I guess you could say I have a, a fuckload of white privilege. Right. Okay. Okay. So for all intents and purposes, you are seen as white. 
uh, under the current dispensation. Yet your family has a history of dispossession by the National Party. On, on, the, on the other side of the token, on my mother's side, we have, you know, uh, my ancestors fought in Angola and they came here to fight the Afrikaners during the Boer War. So it's pretty much uh, 50% Anglo, 50% Middle Eastern, and on the Middle Eastern side, they were discriminated against during apartheid. That's that's my background, residing okay. in the Western Cape, yeah. All right. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I can understand the frustration, along with many other things. So why, I mean, is Altrad a white identitarian group or is it based on a set of values or ideas it has got uh various members who are purely white nationalists they seek a white ethno state and so on and so forth picture hitler and his policies on the other end of the ultraites okay and i think this is where i fall in i'm aware that during this era of globalization and internet the barrier between race and culture has been blurred because information has been able to spread so rapidly so you'll have people who are black, people who are colored, people who are Asian that share similar values that I do, who I would happily work with who, and I would consider in my movement. So in the alt-right, you have people who are black. It's, it's a multiracial movement, essentially. Okay, okay. Because, I mean, I, I, I'm often accused of being in the alt-right and I'm, as one can tell, hopefully, I have no idea what uh, the alt-right stands for. I thought it was a, a group on 4chan, you know, posting memes and trolling the shit out of people. That hate Trump. That, um, yeah, that, that, that's it's, it's okay. a broad, broad movement. It's it's huge. So it's, it's quite an more, inclusive movement, it appears. I'd say more inclusive than the liberals. At least we take in white people. <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah. So, so what? I mean, okay. Uh, there's no like. I'm sure there's no secret handshake. But what do you need to believe in to be part of the alt right? Yeah. I don't know, man. We just want to ensure an existence of our people and the future for our children. Our and right now. White. You can call it white, you can call it in- inclusive of other people's majority white, it's, it's Eurocentric movement. So obviously it's going to be majority white, but you have people that have lived in uh, the UK for, for generations, families that have been in the UK for generations, and they've perfectly assimilated, and they form part of this greater European movement. It's not majority, it's, it's not a white-only movement, it's majority white, because okay. it's stemming from European consciousness, and uh, that's okay. Okay, so... Is- like, you have, you, you have fuckers like Peter Howes, who's probably a pan-African, but he's not black. Oh, no, no. Someone like Peter, you know, is, is so distraught at uh, for being born white that, uh, you know, like like the typical white liberal is one of the most patronizing people I've, I've ever met. Well, uh, I think he's mentally ill. He doesn't know what he is. Um, he hates white people. He's been indoctrinated. And it's, 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 quite, it's quite interesting. Like, I've, I heard this theory that in the new world order that we have, which is a, a liberal world order, um... You basically have white people are the demons of the world. Everyone anti-white, so you'll have your people of color, and you'd have some homosexuals, and they get given French treatment within the system. And they would rather attack their own people and their own nation than give up the pri- the privilege that they have within the system. Hence, he can be as white as Casper the Friendly Ghost, but he will never support, he will applaud the destruction of his own people. Well, I mean, you do get, like, self-hating races. You, you do get, like, anti-Semitic Jews, for example. And there's quite a few from history. Off the top of my head, I can't remember, but there were there's a lot of Jews that hate Israel, for example. Hating so, Israel doesn't make you anti-Semitic, though. No, no, but as a, as as a Jew, as a, as a there are Jews who hate being Jewish or hate being or hate the fact that Israel represents them as a state. I don't blame them. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we'll we'll get on to Jews a bit later because that's also quite a big topic in the alt right. How prevalent do you think the alt right is in South Africa? I think it's it's far greater than what many would believe. 
there's a okay we're a minority but within this minority there's a silent majority and people like myself and people like conscious character and people like Willem Petzer they say what many are frightened to say but these thoughts are harbored in the minds of many western alliance of africans we are getting fed the fuck up how long do you think it's going to take seeing people like Julius Malema call for our slaughter and splitting the throats of whiteness and telling us explicitly that our ancestors are gangsters and that he's going to take our property do you think he'll just take that do you not think a degree of hostility is going to ruin us of course we're reaction that's what the alt right is essentially on this planet it's a reaction to regressive liberalism in South Africa for instance it's an it's a reaction to afro-nationalist communism in a way we're a reaction but i mean there's other ways to react to it right i mean you can be a, a classical liberal you can be a libertarian you can be a, a democrat why why alt right and not just you know a classic liberal for example i don't know man at the end of the day i think we're approaching zimbabwe i think it's very possible i think when you look at the the history of european settlements in africa i think when you look at angola i think when you look at mozambique i think when you look at the congo and realize we are nothing more than outposts of european civilization we are a colony we're a 21st century colony we really are the host population is getting angry at us and they're going to try to kick us out you know we could be compared to the moors that spent 700 years in europe at the end of the day i think we are going to get ejected and i don't trust a fucking libertarian or a liberal to defend me when they come trying to take my farm or when they come trying to seize my business i will trust the only people that give a damn about us on this planet that being the alt right the only people who make their 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 ideas clear that we are under threat and that something needs to happen. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people feel under threat and are taking uh, precautions. I mean, I think the, the firearms licenses are being doled out like you can't believe. So many people have applied in the last uh, couple of years. People have taken out uh, extra insurance on property. Uh, people are barricading their property all over the all over the country uh, due to this existential threat of expropriation, for example. And then they don't have a, you know, an ideology behind what they're doing. It's just before, basic survival. Before, before we continue, like, I just want to make it clear to your listeners that South Africa isn't one nation. Understand that our, our borders are, are arbitrary in nature. Our borders were defined by the British. So in Europe, you have nations that are, are, are designed and are designed upon ethnic lines, mostly ethnic lines. So you have the French, the Germans, and so on and so forth. The British came in here. They fucked up our borders. They drew on themselves. And in South Africa we have many different nations in one, get many different peoples. So I just want to I just want to get that out of the way. Basically in multicultural societies like South Africa, conflict is internalized. So, you know, in the old days you'd have Germany declaring war on Poland. The enemy would be Germany from a Polish perspective. But in South Africa we live amongst each other. We interact with each other. So if there's conflict it's within the same country. So when you say South Africa it's not the South Africa of Mpopo or Mpumalanga it's the South Africa from purely a western perspective. Yeah, but I mean what conflict has arisen between races or ethnic groups well since the people's war I suspect in the 80s which was a an ANC policy you know to destroy political opponents so that when apartheid ended the, the ANC would be the only ones at the table to I'd negotiate. Say in a, I'd say in a small scale civil war as we speak we have 54 murders a day. obviously uh taking population size into account but we've had more murders in Syria you know our farming community has a murder rate twice as high as active duty soldiers in like in Afghanistan and Iraq we we've had 500,000 people murdered in the last 20 years there is no state here that can enforce law and order we're in a small scale civil war well i mean i agree with you on the state um i don't think I don't know if you can call it a civil war because most most murders are. When do we call it a civil war? When sixty die? When it, when it goes past fifty four to sixty? At what point do you draw the line? 
No, well, like, I don't know. I don't like, know like, we, all have, we, we all have fa- like from a, from, a, from a personal perspective or in terms of family members, we all have family members or friends or ourselves that have been, you know, victims of, of brutal crime. Like, when do we call it a war? A war. But, you know, we, we, we sit, we sit in, our, in our fucking prisons for homes. We sit behind electrified fences and we live in, in practical jails. But we, we've dubbed it crime. Why do we do this? Why do we not call it terrorism? Simple things like that. We, we all have family members that have suffered or family members or friends that have suffered horrific acts of violence. And we don't call it a war. It's just, it's semantics. Well, I mean, there needs to be some sort of political aim with all the violence, one would suspect. Right. To call it a civil war or a, right. you know, act of terrorism. Well, that's the definition of terrorism, you know, violence for a political aim. And war? That's, well, war, I don't know. I, what I was the metacone? Do you think there was a, a political goal or were resources, you know, thin and was the population going too quickly and they just, you know, kill each other? Well, it was African imperialism. I mean, that's what it was, essentially. It was, a, it was the growth of an empire. I don't know. You have to look at the other surrounding factors. There was a drought. Cattle, the grazing lands were diminishing. There was a population explosion. Similar to now, geographical factors. We, we can call it African imperialism. All right. I mean, what, what broader point are you making? Are you saying that, you know, the crime rate is not an accident or it's not, you can't explain it through economics or, or sociology? What I'm trying to say is we are living in a war and we call it crime. There are more private security than active duty policemen or soldiers. Like alarm bells should be fucking ringing. Well, not really. I mean, not if you live in a semi-failed state, uh, which is an argument I would make. Did we live in a semi-failed state before 1994? I'm talking about you and I. Well, I don't know. I wasn't here uh, before then. Well, the 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 European outpost here. Did we live in a semi-failed state? Uh, no, but we lived in the you know the largest open air prison for whites in in the world. So, oh, is that a okay. Other than Australia, we produce, well, you could, we produce the cheapest electricity on the planet. Yeah, I know, but you couldn't marry who you wanted. There was lots of censorship. You couldn't immigrate. There were sanctions. Uh, to assume that it was the the height of uh, civilization. Yeah, I mean, in Africa, great, yeah. you look at you look at okay. It's actually quite funny. There's a book called Confrontation where it lists. It's written in the 70s, a list of human crisis between the United States and South Africa. And Jimmy Carter was the man that got the ball rolling with regards to sanctioning South Africa, all right? If you looked at all the African countries that existed at the time, South Africa had one of the best human rights records on the continent at the time, in the 70s. Why were we singled out, do you think? Why in the 1980s were we receiving about 5,000 people every day crossing our borders? If South Africa was such a, such a racist, violent place. Why did the black population expand 900% in the last uh, 100 years, primarily due to immigration? Well, yeah, and, and poverty. Uh, the poor, you know, procreate far more than the rich. But not, not possible to increase the population by 900% just simply due to natural birth. That shows that there's been immigration. All right. You look at, you look at the implementation of apartheid and the, the black population skyrocketed. Well, I think there needs to be a distinction between the grand, the grand idea of apartheid and the small apartheid. So the grand idea of apartheid was, if you read Favut and what he actually wanted, was, you know, different ethno-states. Similar to Europe. Yeah, exactly. Similar to Europe. And there was actually quite a bit of support from local ethnic uh, tribes and leaders for that. The problem is the Boers got greedy and they took 80, whatever, 80% of of the country, you know. To be fair, fair, at the the implementation of the 1913 Native Land Act, black people only occupied 9% of the total surface area of South Africa. They were given 13%. The problem was, and I will admit that the Afrikaners made a huge mistake, 
that uh, semi a policy of open borders where they wanted to attract as much cheap labor as possible so that the, the firms and, and, the, and the corporations could get uh, rich with this cheap labor and make super profits. The policy that's, that Europe and, in a sense, Americans are doing right now, you know, the Americans are welcoming in Mexicans on the southern border so that they can pay these people a pittance to do their gardening and to work in their farms, et cetera, et cetera. Europe's following, this, following the same policy, and it's a policy that was kind of implemented by South Africa. We got greedy, we were too lazy to make our beds, we were too lazy to mow our lawns, and we paid these people slave wages because we were greedy. Yeah. And before, before we could wipe the shit out of our eyes, we were outnumbered as fuck in the, in the, in the, the nation that we built. And once you lose demographic superiority, it's impossible to determine the direction of your society. So, I mean, what would you have preferred? I would have preferred we have our own nations. I would have preferred, like, 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 like imagine, like, imagine, imagine the Germans, Germans migrated en masse to France for economic opportunities, outbred the French, and then started saying to the French, this is our land, we built this country, you don't belong here. Like, that's the situation we find ourselves in. I would have preferred that we had our own nation states as envisioned. Oh, like yeah, we have separate ones within within the ambit of the South African geographical area. So you would have the Zulu, the Zulu occupying a certain part of South Africa, the cause another, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, like think about it. Like the Western Cape is the only region in sub-Saharan Africa where black people aren't a numerical majority. We are fundamentally different to the rest of this country. Why? Why? Like, like, okay. Why am I being dictated to by the numerically stronger Zulus uh, who live on the eastern side of the country? in a nation that was created by the British. Like, there, there's there's no justification for me to be dictated to by the Zulus. Well, I mean, I actually agree with you. I, I do think that South Africa should not be one country. And not just our borders, but all borders are fairly arbitrary in that sense. So yeah, I agree with you there. I just don't think... I mean, do you think the, the differences between races, so to speak, or tribes is that stark? Uh, yes. Why do you think Nkosizana Jumini Zuma stated on multiple occasions that the plan is to bus as many black people in from the Transkei into the Western Cape so that they can get demographic superiority and eventually outvote us? Fuck, I don't want that. I don't want a bunch of Eastern Capers coming here, outbreeding me and then determining who my mayor is. Holy fuck, that's horrifying. Look at the yeah. Eastern Cape. The Eastern Cape is the poorest performing province in this country. They're essentially going to transplant their civilization onto mine and dictate to mine. That is horrifying. Well, I mean, the is making a fundamental mistake in that, you know, not black people have agency and they do, you know, pick who to vote for. They are yeah, they are human yeah, beings, yeah. funny enough. They, they, they pick who to, who to vote for and, and right now they're voting for the ANC or they're not voting at all. So just how we hold the Afrikaners complicit, like this is the thing, 80% of Afrikaners voted for the National Party. You can break it down. Obviously, remove the English vote and so on and so forth. 80% or 75% of Afrikaners voted for the National Party. According to the current dispensation, Afrikaners are held accountable for the crimes of apartheid. You know what? Whatever. If you're alive at the time and you voted for the National Party, let, let's hold you complicit. Why don't we have the same standard to ANC voters, an ANC that has practically destroyed and bankrupted our nation? Like, if, you're, if you are going to vote for the ANC or if you're going to vote for fucking communist EFF, I'm going to hold you accountable. I don't care if you're ignorant. You are, you are in, impacting on my life as a citizen in the land of my birth. You are my enemy. Well, I mean, I do agree with you. The difference is we somehow think tyranny through democracy is superior. The ex-president of, of Singapore, I forget his name, I do apologize. He said in multiracial... Fantastic, Roman. He said in multiracial, uh, multiracial societies, 
people don't vote in multiracial democracies people don't vote according to what's best for the nation they vote according to ethnic and religious interests we have the same situation in south africa people don't vote for what's best for the country they don't vote for the best policies and i i'm not going to tolerate that you know what fuck i, I can have a, a fake account on my me on on twitter and i can i can do my part and you know maybe i might i don't know what i'm saying i might up the ante if, if things get worse but I don't know, I'm just a reaction. View me as a reaction. A reaction to a failing country, a reaction to an artificial country that should never have existed in the first place. So, I mean, why, why bother staying here, if I may ask? Because this is my country. My family has been here for about 350 years. Like, I've got Khoisan blood in me. I don't know Europe. Where the fuck am I meant to go? This is my land. Well, just because there's a brutality migrating up from the north, I need to cower down to that and sacrifice everything my ancestors have built and created here. All that blood and soil, for fucking what? I have a legacy here. I, I want to see my children grow up in my country. That is my mission. This is my land. I'm a, I'm a patriotic South African. I love my country. I'm not going to give this up. Yeah, but patriotism's dumb, though. Why? Well, it's an accident of birth that teaches you to take pride in things you never did and hate people you never met. Um, that's essentially what it is. Do you prefer uh, open borders, Roman? Because I uh, fucking love this patch of land my ancestors have made and I'm not going to let any Tom, Dick and Harry just saunter in. That's, that's, that's what you're saying, dude. Indirectly. <laughs> Come uh, now, sir. Yeah, well, I'm happy for people to live wherever they are as long as uh, they're not aggressive and they don't um, leech off the system but the problem we face let me finish okay. let me finish the problem we face for example there's the immigration crisis in europe i don't blame the immigrants i blame the host countries who kowtow to immigrants and allow them to do whatever they wish instead of properly vetting them and making sure they are who they are the host countries just don't turn away anyone and then you got someone like hungary or poland who's been through terrible, uh, you know, 20th century totalitarianism, in essence, under the Soviet Union. And they're turning around and they say, uh, well, we know what we are losing, so we're not having anyone here. And the EU's, you know, in crisis due to that. For me, Poland and Hungary and those countries have it correct. I'm not, I'm not saying they, sh- you know, they should or should not have immigrants, but there are trade-offs when you get a whole lot of immigrants in one to go. Uh, what I don't understand is, okay, so Iraq is invaded, invaded under false pretenses. Um, there were no weapons of mass destruction. We all know this. Iraq is completely destroyed. Uh, Syria gets completely destroyed. And these migrants obviously look for a better life in Europe. Uh, Libya gets completely destroyed because uh, Hillary Clinton wanted to, you know, up her CV for the presidential run. She needed to destroy a country to be president. We have migrants coming in from Libya. We have migrants coming in from Syria, from Yemen, from Iraq. Why have none of them gone to Israel? Why is Israel the only country on this planet that's allowed to be ethnically homogenous besides Japan? But Japan's a geographical reason. They're far removed. Why do they have to go to Europe? Why is Europe forced to take them? Well, Europe is not forced to take them. That's the point I'm trying to make. Um, because they know Europe, the European states are quite weak. Um, and they know that the benefits are quite lavish. I mean, I was in Portugal last year, for example, and they accepted 5,000 refugees. Uh, within three weeks, 4,500 were gone on their way to Germany because Portugal doesn't offer, you know, uh, you know, on the, when you're on the dole, for example, or welfare, it's very, very low. It's like a third, a third compared to Germany. So all the immigrants left for Germany 
because they knew that's where they could get more assistance or more money for being immigrants. So yeah, well, as for Israel, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Israel's a tiny country and they have closed borders and uh, immigrants know that, I'm sure. Lucky, lucky them, hey? Must be fucking nice. I am happy for countries to have strong or weak borders according to however they choose it, right? But um, the countries that supposedly have strong borders and then don't, and then anyone who makes an argument for strong borders is called a racist or Islamophobic. I mean, obviously, that's ridiculous. So I don't have a strong position on borders because it, it depends on context for me. Uh, and the example I gave was the the Jews leaving Nazi Germany in the 30s. Why do you, why do you think uh, the Nazis became so hostile to the Jews? Well, because they believed all sorts of fantas- uh, you know, fantastical stories about them. So it was just because of stories? Well, the Jews were in power, the Jews control this, the Jews control that, they are a powerful minority. Just, you know, just replace Jews with white and you got the same rhetoric here. I don't think so, man. Well, okay. What, what are your thoughts on that? Are you aware that 85% of the, the Bolshevik government in the early stages of the Soviet Empire were Jewish? They starved about, I think, 10 to 15 million Ukrainians in the Holodomor. They were trying to also, like, like Hitler rose, in, rose to power in Germany because... Uh, a lot of the communists in Germany were Jewish, and they tried to overthrow the governments, and they actually tr- actually tried to have a communist revolution there. And Hitler saw what happened in the East, he saw what happened in places like Ukraine, and he was merely reaction. Same in uh, Italy, where Benito Mussolini said that he was asked, so why does fascism exist? And his response was, yeah, fascism exists to crush the skull of communism. Ask yourself, who pushes communism, who pushes liberalism on this planet? I'm not being anti-Semitic here, I'm just seeing where these people come from in their minds well i mean if you read if you read about the jews historically um they've been undermined and discriminated against and oppressed for thousands of years uh pogroms were were happening you know every weekend in russia and uh, so of course they're going to be radical of course they're going to have ideas whereby uh they will be powerful i mean it's not not strange would you say, no, they're, they're powerful because they're the smartest group on the planet. They have an average IQ of 115. That's oh, why they're powerful. That's they are, they are, they're, they're the smartest people on the planet. They will dominate a society if they enter it. You know what? Kudos to them. I'll do exactly the same. Would you call black and white crime in South Africa a form of pogroms? Would you call farm murders pogroms? Would you call Kalini a pogrom, where they just burnt down the houses of white people due to the color of their skin? Well, I mean, they haven't proven that yet. I mean, on the evidence, it appears so. Um, I wouldn't call it a pogrom, though. The pogrom has a, a, pogrom. a, a pogrom has a well, it's literally, you know, destroyed by the use of violence. So, oh, so like a farm murder. Well, I think it has to be a bit, you know, bigger scale than than one or two murders at a time, as far as I'm so aware. Like a farm, so like a farm attack every day, according to our current statistics. So, so, so like that type of violence, not 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 excluding black and white crime within the cities. What are you trying to? to prove or say i'm just saying maybe we're in the process of pogroms their political leaders call for violence against us their political leaders warn us maybe it's a pogrom you keep saying maybe. they as if they exist like collectively and they really well, don't i walk around <clears throat> i walk around my you know johannesburg most days yeah. uh no one spits at me no one's ever called me a white devil uh everyone treats me fine i treat people fine um well, is, I this, don't, is this I, in business life? Business, personal. Maybe that's know, what. Well, I, I, I think you can, you, you can attribute that to capitalism. During the day, people are forced to work together because we need to make money from one another. 
No, because maybe people don't give a fuck about race. How's that? Okay, then why do they vote for leaders that are so uh, obsessed with race? Which means they do give a fuck about race because they vote for them. So they are complicit. How do you know they vote for them? Well, most of them. Do you ask everyone who they vote for and do you, like, calculate? I don't don't know know who people vote for. I'm going to use seats in Parliament as an example. You know, that 64% majority is quite substantial. And, of course, people stayed at home to vote, but, you know, they're complicit too because they allowed this to happen through the complacency. And no, people who vote allowed it to happen. I mean, I don't vote on principle. And, well, um, like, do, you, do you at least go and spoil your, va- your ballot? No. I'm not staying in a queue to draw a penis on a ballot paper. I've got better <laughs> things to do with my life. I don't know, man. I think we need to have the same, as I said before, we need to have the same, same principle of standards. Just how we judged off the corners for what they did to the country, and rightfully so, we should judge ANC voters. Well, yes, ANC voters, but not them. Not they. You must be specific. Not everyone's an ANC voter because they're black. Or which EFS. Is the, which is the inference that you were making. Does it matter? This is purely semantics. We still have an existential crisis on our hands, Roman. Well, uh, for you, perhaps. Um, not for <laughs> me so much. I, I quite like living so, here. Um, having been a... Sire, sire, sire. The, the orcs are raiding our farmlands and they plan on seizing our, seizing our land. Like, they're coming. Why are you saying they, squire? Why are you using the term they? That's what I'm picking up, Ned. Like, like, like. Okay, like. Let's cut. Let's cut the bullshit. They are coming for the land. They are going to change the constitution in August. My feeling is the African National Congress is going to utilize the SABC, and they're going to have a couple symbolic land seizures on the news. They're going to open up a completely kettle. Of, uh, they're going to open up a kettle of fish or a barrel of worms. Can of worms. Can, can of worms. Um, and I think we're going to see land seizures all over the country, just like in Zimbabwe. But land seizures have been happening for 20 years and no one gave a fuck. No, except now it's going to be government sanctioned. Well, it always has been. The ANC has been organizing land uh, invasions for, for decades. Okay, in the last 20 years, the white population has declined by 1.5 million. Okay. That's a fucking problem. Why? Because we get weaker. Who's we? The European community in South Africa, the outpost, the colony. We're still a colony. Yeah, but... The, the European community that you speak of, the so-called, you know, and I'm going to name specifically like the the white liberals, they are the most vociferous uh, purveyors of this bullshit narrative that you speak of. So why do you care? Why do I care? Well, I was one of those liberal retards and I survived an attempted murder attack. And my Damascus moment was in that moment. It was the most spiritual moment of my life. In that same time, my house got broken into, my dad nearly got hijacked, my uncle nearly got hijacked, and it was by the same people. This was in a square kilometer that is the most violent in the Southern Hemisphere. And if they weren't there, none of that would have fucking happened. That's when I realized that like, I don't want to be living with them. You keep saying them and they and all the rest of it. I mean, I mean do you think, well, what makes, what, what, are the, what are the innate characteristics of them? What do you mean innate characteristics? We're just different nations. They've migrated here mostly from the Eastern Cape. If you look at Kailicha, its population has doubled in the last 15 years, primarily due to migration. If those trends continue, they will outvote us. And if you look at the statistics, they've mostly voted for the African National Congress. All right, but I mean, that's why the DA keeps winning stronger and stronger and stronger after each election there. And that's why they keep busting in more and more people. According to Nkosi Zainat Zuma, according to Lindiwe Zulu, who had a conference in Durban who reiterated the same policy, the human settlements policy. Yeah, I mean, yes, I agree with you. The, the, the ANC are, you know, 
use underhanded tactics and to do all sorts of nefarious things. I agree with that. And then more, more of my taxes to be spent um, paying for infrastructure, paying for housing, paying for basic services, where it could be spent, you know, uh, improving my neighborhood. Like, I, I don't want to pay, I don't want to pay social grants. I don't want to pay for housing. I don't want to pay for roads. I don't want to pay for toilets. I want to pay taxes on, I, I, want, I want to benefit from my taxes, essentially. So why don't you just become an anarchist? Say tax, anarchist. Taxation is theft. <laughs> And that, that will uh, never work. Community is uh, important. Uh, okay. the, 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 it's only worked for thousands of years, but of course, it won't work again. Okay. The, the, you know what? Anarchism won't work. Tell me. You need a police force and you need an army to secure fundamentals. And you don't need the state for either of those. What? You're just going to outsource that? Uh, yeah. It's called, it, it's called security guards and mercenaries. They exist as well. And where are you going to get these mercenaries and security guards from? Is, is it going to be a private company? Yep. Competing on the open market. <laughs> open market. Oh, no, where has this been implemented? Uh, throughout history, uh, when uh, the Vikings, throughout Europe, before there were city-states, uh, throughout South Africa, before it became a union. Um, yeah, I mean, how many examples would you like? I feel like we're deviating. The, fa- the fact of the matter is, I can't be the president of this country due to the color of my skin. That is a fact. As a white boy, that's not going to happen. I find that a fucking problem. So, why fight? Why stay and fight just because of the legacy of your, your forefathers? Who had their property seized? Oh, okay. You know, so, you, know, you know, in color community, there are some color communities in the Western Cape that haven't received housing in the last 20 years, but you'll have migrants coming in from the Eastern Cape and they'll receive a house in six months primarily due to the color of their skin. In, in, in the housing sector, you'll have uh, black people come down from Kauteng They'll get a tender, they'll waste all the money, they'll spend it on cars and so on and so forth, and they'll go missing. And then when the authorities try and clamp down on them, they'll claim, oh no, sorry, I'm a Sangoma. And then the authorities don't touch them because they don't want to upset the, the community. Like, this happens. I, I have knowledge of this. You have fathers who um, impregnate a woman, and that woman will have an albino child. And that father will try and cut up that child for magic. This happens. You're currently keeping one safe at my home right now. Like, why the fuck must I live with that? Why must I import that? And why must I welcome my inevitable destruction when they, when they land up outbreeding me? Like, in a perfect world, I'd love to educate the masses of South Africa. I'd love to live in a multiracial society where we all have shared values and a shared common future. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I've seen Zimbabwe. I've seen Angola. I've had family kicked out of the Congo. I've seen Mozambique. I feel like we are headed there. We are headed for our own African show. But this is Custer's last stand. That is, that is my fear. I feel like it is not possible to fix the mess of South Africa. So how do I insulate myself? And how do I help insulate people that share my views and want to survive? I want to see their children play on the streets when the sun goes down. All right. So how are you going to do that? Um, I mean, not through Twitter and not through a conversation like this. What practical steps are you taking? Well, there's not much I can do. I can't afford to go public. I'll put my family in jeopardy. Government links and so on and so forth. I'm not going to talk about that but if you look at escom we have 500 billion rand in debt a lot of our SOEs are in debt saa is fucked public wage bills what like 400 billion a year yeah central planning's a bitch man yeah yeah. central planning is a bitch and and it it happens to every country in the world that has central planning do you think venezuela is where it is because it's full of them or it's because it's central planning central planning of course who implemented the central planning who implemented apartheid because okay apartheid was the problem of course back in the day so any country that has apartheid is bound to fail. But who implemented that? Who made it happen? Well, inhabitants of that area. Let's, let's not obfuscate. Who implemented apartheid? Who enforced apartheid? Who voted into 
who voted, who legislated apartheid? Which group? I have no idea. The British? Afrikaners. Yes, of course. Afrikaners. Well, the yeah. Afrikaners <laughs> just took over from what the British left, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, and they made it, yeah, they're, they're up the ante quite a bit. Now, who's implementing the central planning in South Africa? Who's turning our country, in, who's turned our country into a socialist state? Well, Who wants to implement communist policies? The socialist uh, ANC. Who votes for them, Roman? But I, I agree with you on this point that a voter should be held responsible if you follow my no, Twitter account. You, you, that's you, all you, I say. No, but, you, no, but, but, you, but you, you're blaming the central planning. You're not blaming the, the cause of the central planning. Central planning is merely an effect. Well, yes, but I'm not, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to convince 14 million people not to vote. And then best you fucking find people who think like you and you insulate yourself before this place crashes the fuck down, mate. It's going to crash down. The only thing... So, okay, as we discussed prior, so Africa is an artificial nation. Boundaries are arbitrary in nature, drawn up by the British. The only reason we managed to keep so many different cultures in check was primarily due to the fact that in the 20th century, we had one of the highest growth rates on the planet due to our mineral resources. So because of differences in language, differences in culture, we didn't give a fuck. We were all getting wealthier. Hence, the black population expanding by nine. The rest of Africa caught wind of this and turned tail and ran the fuck here. Now we don't have that anymore. We have poor governance. We're indebted. What force do you think exists that could possibly unify this country? Uh, maybe we'll win a, a Rugby World Cup soon. Nah, it's not going to happen. Too many uh, quotas, bro. <laughs> I'm taking the piss. I'm taking the piss. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about sports either. But um, why hasn't... I mean, I don't... The only thing that has become worse, you know, since um, whatever for the past decade, or, for the past decade or so, uh, violence has remained constant. Murders have become no, they go up, they go down, etc. No, no, murders have increased. Murders have increased since twenty ten. Okay, yeah, but they go up, but they go down. It's basically Castle the same. Transit hijackings have increased by two hundred percent. I think house robberies have increased by three hundred or four hundred percent, and that's excluding the crimes that don't go reported because people have lost faith in our police. Yeah, and that's because the institutions are hollowed out, right, by someone like Jacob Zuma uh, for his own personal gain, and um, he goes, yeah, so, he goes, so, so, he goes so, to oh, court. I mean, so he goes to you court. Put ja- you, put, you put Jacob Zuma into power, though. You saw Jacob Zuma going going to court. He was welcomed like a fucking messiah. Jacob Zuma is systematic. Yes, gents. Maybe voters are irrational. Have you ever thought about that? Just perhaps. Yeah, uh, yeah all of them. No. They all. So they, need they, to, they all so, cuckoo. Yeah. So now we need to react accordingly. Or you just don't have a democracy. Fuck democracy. I don't believe in it. it. Doesn't work. You know what democracy is, Roman? Tell me. You have a few powerful individuals controlling the media, and if you control the media, you control the televisions, you control the late night news, you can tell people who to vote for. That is democracy. Think about it. Most people are stupid. And you half, know how easy, and half, you know of, them, how, and half of them are, are, are stupider. You know how easy it is to subvert democracy? It doesn't work. And in a country like South Africa, where your average IQ is 70, do you honestly think it's going to work? Where, where, where 80% of 10-year-olds are functionally illiterate? Where your, where your president, your ex-president had a grade, what, three? Democracy, not a fucking work here. Well, maybe not for the moment. I mean, I'm not a fan of democracy. I'm not a Democrat uh, by any means. But... Um... I'm still struggling to understand what you want to do to insulate yourself. I mean, are you buying guns? Are you barricading your home? Are you, I don't know, buying a plot of land and creating a new alt-right utopia somewhere in the Karoo? <clears throat> like, what practical steps are you taking? Well, I've armed myself. Like, I'm in the process of arming myself. I'm in the process, of, process of speaking to like-minded individuals who, who share my views. And, yeah, just next step is... If the, if the state does collapse and if they do start seizing land in August, I view that as a desecration of the agreement we had between all nations in this country in 1994. The New South Africa is dead. 
we have to form our own new state. If you attack our private property rights, when another nation attempts to steal what is not theirs, that is a declaration of war. Because after farms best believe it's not going to be that. They're going to come for your businesses. Yeah, I mean, there's a few factors though one needs to consider. We mentioned before, our army is pretty terrible and our police force is bankrupt. They can't pay overtime. I mean, thanks to the incompetence of the central planners, their plans don't actually come to fruition. Yeah, and? Well, you so, you're telling me, so you're telling me they're not going to take land? Like they took land in Zimbabwe or Angola or Congo or Mozambique? Or they're planning on taking land in Namibia? Well, they didn't take the, that land. Um, the ANC specifically didn't take that land. Um, context matters here. Um, if they, I mean, you've seen the international pressure building up uh, ever since this motion was there. passed. Uh, yeah, and I'm an Emma saying, you know, white eyes, white eyes, natural to Africa as the trees. You fucking flip flopper. Well, there you go. But these are the sort of people in power, gent. I mean, they are fundamentally moral, and people that vote for them are also fundamentally morons. And, but, you, and you and you and you trust them to run a nuclear power station in Kuburg. You entrust them to keep you safe. You entrust them to keep the lights on. You entrust them to, you know, maintain infrastructure. Did I tell, morons, did, did, did I tell you that I was an anarchist? Yeah. I, I, think, I think that means something. Okay, Ke- so, so let's, say, let's, say, let's say you're a uh, benevolent dictator. What would you do? Uh, practically nothing. I would, I would destroy centralization of power and give it back to the people in, in terms of uh, you devolve power to provinces and then to communities and you let communities elect the you know police captain, the, the principal of the school. <clears throat> I'll privatize the state. I'll you know I'll fund education and health by giving vouchers or something similar, and let the market you know compete for those vouchers. Um, you know so that you, sort of stuff. So you let people vote. Other the, people vote. For the, for the for the for the companies they want to elect. Well, yeah. Well, they don't vote. They choose to you know use the services or not. Okay, and well, they choose to use the services or not. So who decides who's the CEO and who runs these companies? Or well, whatever the companies wanted. However, they wanted to, to do it within their structures. Well, the government, the same government re- uh, elected by the majority people, the same majority people who 48% don't know who their fathers are, who struggle to read and write. No, wait, wait, majority... wait. You asked me what I would do as benevolent dictators, and I said you... I would give vouchers for people to choose a hospital or school of their choosing. But who runs these hospitals or schools or in, or state-owned enterprises, so to speak? They won't, they won't, well, they won't be state-owned enterprises if I'm a dictator. Well, these, these, yeah. Well, these, uh, these, these, these private institutions operating purely according to the free markets, who, who would elect their leaders? Whoever, however they want to structure it. The, the, no, wait, wait, the school governing body. I don't, I don't, the school governing body. What does that mean? Uh, it's where people it's, wow. it's where people volunteer to be on the school governing body. Uh, uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like what 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 is the essence what, of your question? What do you mean the essence of my question? I'm saying most people in this country don't know what's good for them, and now you want to entrust them to operate school governing bodies and hospitals. Wow. You you're going around in a circle. It's still the same fundamental problem. Oh, believe me. I mean, the you, you say I'm naive, but when you say most people don't know what's good for them, you sound exactly like the worst dictators in history. Because that was, that was the presumption of, of all of them. Was it? Absolutely. Okay, give me facts. State first, individual later. The state always wins. The individual must assume to the state at all times. Mussolini 101. The state knows best. Nazi Stalinism Germany, 101. Nazi Germany had pretty fucking good economic growth before they decided to attack everyone. Yeah, for seven years. And then they fucked it up. And, and it was just based on, on, on socialism. 
So socialism works great in the short term. Venezuela had, you know, record GDP numbers because the price of oil went up. And then with all those profits, they bought up the they, nation, they, they nationalized telecoms, banking, other industries. And then the oil price fell down and now they're all fucked. Well, Nazi Germany still had the free market though. No, they didn't. They were yes, national they socialists. Yeah, private, enter- private enterprise was still allowed. But, but they, it wasn't hate, good for the they hated it. They hated, they hated private it. enterprise. No, they didn't. Don't you read, don't you read the manifesto? Mein Kampf. Private enterprise is allowed as long as it's... Mein Kampf is, is Hitler's idea. Read the Nazi party's manifesto. Capitalism is so, evil because it is a competition. And capitalism is evil because it puts profits in front of people. And only the state really cares about its people. It's Socialism 101. Read the manifesto. What's your next question, Roman? Well, I mean, I'm a bit, a bit not perturbed. I'm just finding it strange that you think you know more than, you know, millions of individuals just yeah. based on how they vote. And now, <clears throat> whereas, you know, I, I get, um, dis- I'm disappointed if people vote for, the, for you know, the ANC or EFF yeah. or, or, or uh, DA, I'd like, to I'd be like fair. To interject. I'd like to interject. It's, it's, it's going to sound harsh, but this is the truth. Yeah. 200 years ago, most of the cultures in this country had not developed the wheel. They had not developed a written language. They had not developed maths, competent mathematics. In a 200-year period of time, we've expected them to elect leaders who can keep one of the most efficient, well, it was one of the most efficient power utilities on the planet. We expected them to maintain those standards. We expected- it wasn't efficient. It was efficient for Escom 20% of the cheap. population. Oh, come on, guys. Wait, wait, wait. To, okay, to- when else, when, okay, the, the rest of the population, when did they ever have electricity? You're operating under the assumption that South Africa was one country. It was not. It never has been. But you're operating under the assumption that the standards set by the West should be followed by everyone else in the world. And then, no, I if don't they care. don't, I don't, I don't, if I don't they care. don't, then they are inferior. That's essentially no, your argument. Not at all. Not at all. I don't care what the rest of the country does. I just don't want to get murdered and killed, and I don't want them dictating to me how I should run a country. Well, you, live, you live in the tyranny of the majority, my friend. So either you change it from the inside or you move. If I join a rugby club as a as a rugby player and then over the years it turns into a tennis club, I'm not going to try to change it back to a rugby club. I just go find a new rugby club because I love rugby. Okay, tell me, why did you use the term tyranny of, tyranny of the majority? That's what democracy is. Okay, what are you going to do about it? I'm staying here until it gets too hot, then I'm leaving. Some of us don't have that opportunity. You can if you work why? at it. What do you mean, why? Okay, okay. So, so because there's barbarism, I need to I need to bow down to that barbarism, behave like a coward, and leave many of my family members who are too old or too poor to move. The story of many Europeans South Africans. So, some some call that self-preservation. If you're a Jew in Nazi Germany, you can you know you can you can bow down and and fight the good fight and end up gas in the gulag, or you okay. can just leave and find a better I spot. I don't. I I would not compare us to the Jews though. We have the we have an opportunity for self determination. Oh, okay, good. Okay, all right. If I'm honest with you, I really think the state will fail or will be bankrupt in the near future. Uh, people are already taking over the services of the state. There's hundreds of so-called illegal schools, hundreds of so-called illegal clinics, and people pay cash to visit these places and to get the services there. Um, who are not licensed, by the way, because the, the you know the licensing procedure is so. Uh, arbitrary and arduous um so communities will just take over the government provisions of services and all that and they will self-govern 
and it will be a gradual decline of central state power. And I think that's a great thing. Right, so are people going to be double taxed? Because they already are, essentially. You're paying for private security, you're paying for private healthcare, private schooling. Is this the model we're all going to have as more and more communities take it upon themselves to run their lives? Well, um, Do you think the state is, is simply not going to accept their declining revenue? They've got nowhere to fight it. The only reason why the state is powerful is because we make them powerful, because we think they are powerful, but they're not that powerful. It's a, it's a mirage. So you reckon so? Well, I mean, that's my theory. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. It's just a theory I have. Uh, the problem is people put uh, too much time and effort into politics, um, where it means very little on the ground, actually. On the ground, it's about friendships, networks, finding people that you know follow your values to some degree, uh, and trying just to talk to people and ask them, you know, what do you think? And you'll get a hell of a lot of honesty, much more than you'll get on Twitter or social media or any of that shit. And the assumption that social media is somehow reflective of a greater South African narrative or experience is completely false, of course. The biggest problem we face is state power and a middle class that lacks confidence and don't, business that is co-opted by the state. I don't think you should downplay the importance of social media. Many, well, many, media, great tool. Yeah, many media houses and many analysts predicted that Donald Trump wasn't going to win the 2016 presidential election. They predicted Hillary was going to win by a landslide. But some people saw that Donald Trump had more likes than Hillary Clinton. And based on that alone, they knew he was going to win. And many made a lot of money betting on the stock market. I'm not saying social media is useless. I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily reflect the greater values of the, of the country. That's all. I've traveled this country length and breadth all over the place. I've place where I was most unsafe was my own home when they broke in and put a gun against my head. Anywhere else in the country, there, I was fine. Who's there? Uh, one Mozambican and one colored guy. One Robbers, colored guy. They, yes. Open um, borders are a bitch, yeah? I'm not advocating for open borders. I, I already made myself clear on this one. You got, uh, you're like, you're sort of like the Kathy Newman of South Africa here. Don't you dare, <laughs> Don't you fucking dare, bro. So what you are saying is we need to send the blacks to the gulags. Is that right? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) I'm just saying I don't have the opportunity to elect competent leaders because I'm outnumbered. And as you so eloquently put it, we live under the tyranny of the majority. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that I have to go to bed living in houses that resemble prisons out of fear that a black mob is going to break into my home and and rob rob me of my possessions and potentially harm my family which has happened a few times. Of course, maybe this is personal experience. Of course, it doesn't help that as a 10-year-old man, I saw a black guy, I mean, 10-year-old boy, I saw a black guy chop my door down with an ax. I've had many, many violent experiences. I've had good friends shot in farms. I've had a few friends murdered. And I don't see Europeans going to black neighborhoods terrorizing them. I don't see Europeans breaking down infrastructure when they get angry. I don't see laws barring black people from the economy. I don't see my taxes you know, helping me in any way. I don't see elected leaders that I elect calling for my slaughter. I feel like I live under occupation, which I do. Like we only encountered black people in the 1700s, the mid-1700s, by the, I think it was the, the Fish River, somewhere in the Eastern Cape. They, they were never in my region. And now they're coming in. And pretty soon they'll outvote me. And if trends can be believed, they'll most probably be ANC voting who despise me. And due to democratic processes, they will upload me on key issues and they'll elect leaders who will be disastrous for me and my family. 
you can either accept it, you can fight it, or you can leave. I'm glad we're on the same page. But you want to not accept it, not leave, and somehow there's like this ingrained... You remind me a little bit about Julius. Uh, yeah. When Julius says, you know, the land is, is us. Without land, we're nothing. That's you and history. Also, well, I can't leave because I'm letting down, you know, history. Yeah, this is my land. I, what, am I going to go to you, Europe and have a middle income life? Or am I going to stand on the shoulders of my ancestors and see everything they've given me and hopefully pass that down to my children? It's, 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 it's selfish in a way, but maybe it's about securing privilege. But but you but you but you hate everything about it, and yet you want to preserve but, it. No, I love my South Africa. As I've said before, South Africa has multiple nations. There's a South African and Popo and Pumalanga. The South African experience is fundamentally different to the South African Western Cape. Yeah, but you just said your South African your you know, South African history of your own childhood was extremely violent. So how can you love that? Because they're not from here. They're, this is this is a new thing. My grandparents would tell me that when they were younger, there were no black people in the Western Cape, hardly any. Well, they weren't allowed to come in, surely. That's bullshit. There were cheap labor was allowed. The migration still continues. They're, they're, they're coming further south. This has been going on for thousands of years. Africa's on our doorstep. And it's that's why there's so many liberals in Cape Town. That's why you hear about faggy Cape Townians. You don't know what the lived experience of most of South Africa is like. Well, that's you, you, leave the West, you leave the Western Cape and, like, fuck, you, you can't walk around the CBD in Joburg. You I do. do that in Cape Town. You can do it at night. Neg, mate. Well, I mean, I haven't tried it, but I drive around at night quite fine. There's, like, no one on the streets ever uh, in places I go. But TIA, gent, it's not Norway. It's not America. It never was. Are you aware that the African National Congress funnels drugs into the Cape Flats to break down their society? I, I, I have absolutely, I would not disbelieve that. Are you aware I, that they also funnel I, weapons in to break down their society? Sure, and I'm aware that they underfund the police stations there as well because no. the ANC does that. No, they want to make the why, why, why is this? Yes, but why is this strange to you? Because they're not from here. They make up 32% of the population and they're moving in and they're dictating to us and they're fucking my shit up. They're fucking the shit up of the people that I live with. They're a different nation that are moving in. Like, I, like I can't reiterate this enough. They're, they're not So why don't you here. defend yourself against invasion? What do you think I'm trying to do? What do you think I'm trying to raise awareness on Twitter, slowly but surely? Why do you think I bleed out my propaganda? Oh, so you do bleed out propaganda. From time to time, of course. We all do. Yeah, true. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've... <clears throat> at, at the end I... of the day, I want to, I want to, I want to ensure my, my existence. I want to make sure that my kids can walk around at night and not live in fear of getting raped or murdered. Right now, there's only one group of people disrupting and raping and murdering and they are not from here and you know call me a xenophobe i don't care you will not come here you're not agree you'll not dictate to me you'll not dictate to us you'll not talk about some privilege that i have in the land of my birth and you're not even from here you're not you'll not come here and then two months later complain that you don't have house adequate housing or or, or, or proper sanitation when the western cape only gets allocated sixteen thousand houses a year and cape town gets given what ten thousand of those and you expect a home and you want to come you want to block roads you want to stone cars you want to hurt people because you're entitled how dare i how dare i accept that in college barbarism and then people say you must leave what a fucking pussy that was good that was very good i just see that as a south african experience really and uh it's a it's a a fight for survival, metaphorically and not metaphorically. And um, and that's how you carry on. I mean, to assume that there's a functioning state, obviously, is, is untrue. And to assume that there's a... 
whatever values or principles that are the length and breadth of this country is untrue to. So you either fight, you prepare yourself, or you don't, and you get eaten up. So, I mean, I think it's a very simple choice here. EIA. We need to realize what we're up against. We need well, to defend I mean, your I, community. I, I, yes, exactly. Oh, so, so you're a collectivist, eh? It sounds like you're, you're becoming a collectivist, defending your community. That would require cooperation, Robin. Cooperation with other like-minded communities in your area. You're collectivizing before my very eyes. It's beautiful. No, no. Collectivizing is uh, giving characteristics to a group of people. What can't you innate, do that? Innate characteristics. I think we all have innate characteristics. That's what makes us unique. That's the whole concept yeah. of diversity. Yeah. We're diverse. Individuals, yes. Individuals, yes. Groups, no. So groups aren't diverse. No, groups don't have innate uh, characteristics. They don't. So you're telling me that if aliens were to enslave the planet and sell us all into slavery, that we'd all be sold at the same price? That's hogwash. On a physical... You're making my point for me. Yes, there's no innate characteristics in groups. Black people are faster. Have you watched the Commonwealth Games? <laughs> White people are better swimmers. No, only Africans from West Africa are faster. So West African black people are faster. White people are better swimmers. That, that sounds like innate characteristics. Can you maybe apply that to the mental side of things, the cognitive side? I don't know. I don't want to tread there. But everyone knows the bell curve. I'm sure you do. Yeah, still seeing a bit settled science or not. There's yeah, been a that's, bit of... That's why I'm not too prepared to get there. But different groups are fundamentally different. Let me know when you see a Japanese person in the 100 meter final. That will blow my fucking mind. No, like, why do, you think, why do you think stereotypes exist? Well, Japs are good at maths. Yeah, they are. That's why it's called a stereotype. No, some stereotypes are true. I don't know. Where, where are we going with this? I have no idea. I don't know, but I'm having fun. <laughs> oh, good. How long have we been on? I don't even know. I haven't checked. So, I mean, all you need to do is create your own enclave, really. Yes. Hopefully that enclave has characteristics similar to Israel. I wouldn't mind that. That will give Israel some moral legitimacy. Here's my thinking. Yeah. Israel's been compared to apartheid South Africa. Rightfully so. Israelis no, of, and, and of course not fucking rightfully so. Well, why? Would, that's so ridiculous. Why? Uh, Arabs are in, are in all echelons of, of civil life, including parliament and the Supreme Court. Yeah, brave tokens. Oh, yeah, of, course, uh, of course, I forgot, I forgot. You don't believe in, in individualism, right? I mean, they're just there because they're there as tokens. Not because they're good at what they do or because they have merit. No, they're just there as tokens. You sound like the ANC. Different groups on the planet interact with one another. Of course, you have your individual outliers, but they interact with one another. They serve a purpose to Israelis, to give them a cloak of legitimacy. But there's a reason it's called the Jewish state and not the Arab state of Palestine. And as many Israelis say, demographics determine destiny. Now, as, as I was saying, Israelis and Jews are the smartest people on the planet. You can say they're the most powerful people on the planet. You look at your banks, you look at your media, you look at foreign policy in America. If we could get them on board and help us create our states here, maybe that could buy Israel another 20 years to escape the public eye of liberalism. Because nobody likes Nepal state, Roman. Why do you think Israel's so hated? Yeah, but Japan's not hated. China's not hated. Slovenia's not hated. And those are all generally ethno-states by, by hook, by crook, or by accident. Uh, so no, people who say they don't like ethno-states are talking bullshit. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. They just don't want white people to have an ethno-state. There you go. Yes, I agree with you. There's anti-white sentiment, yes. You can yeah. cry about it or fight it. Yeah, I'd love to model a state according to Israel. A semi-homogenous state. I'd love that. To protect myself from, from Africa. I'd love that. Fuck, like you, our population has declined 1.5 million in 20 years. Like, Does that not sound like a bit of a cleansing? I don't know. 
it's pretty scary because well, most, most the, of them chose to leave to be fair why do, uh, I, i'm pretty sure they had the right thing in mind if you see what the, the direction this country took like maybe they fucking knew something that we didn't and are currently experiencing a herd boy from KZN leading the most advanced states in the African continent. 54 murders a day, 110 laws barring you from the economy, violence on an unfathomable scale outside of a war zone. Yeah, they, they knew what was coming. Threatened property rights. Or maybe they're just racists. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're racists for not wanting to get murdered. Are you aware that 400 people migrate to, 400 European people migrate to the Western Cape every week? Some would say it's a new great trick. Well, 300 migrate, well, not whites, I don't know, 300 black South Africans migrate to Johannesburg every month. Is that a great trick? Talking in terms of Afrikaner history. Think about it, in 100 years' time, what do you think historians are going to be saying about this time period? The decline of white domination and the start of Zulu domination. And that broke down due to economic incompetence. And they fought each other. And Afrikaners lost their shits in Transvaal, got the fuck out, escaped to the Western Cape, and they formed their own state. And life was good. No oh, we bit the apple. We bit the apple of cheap economic or immigration again. I no. know. I'm, I'm ranting. I'm ranting. No way. If there was a civil war, I think the Afrikaners will win. Will win. Absolutely. Uh, I think if you're in, if you're in the north, you're fucked. No. What? 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 Determine what north is. Not the Western Cape. Just open up a def- demographic density map of South Africa, and I'll tell. And that you'll see why. Like we don't have the technological advantage that we did during the the Zulu wars. We really don't. I think civil war would be like a crime wave in steroids. I know Afrikaners are arms of the teeth. They'll make a they'll make an arable last stand, but I think our future lies here, in terms of our our footprint on the African continent. Well, I mean, I want the Western Cape to secede, you know, at all costs. Uh, but uh, that sounds like treason, Rowan. I'm an anarchist. Fuck. Where do you have this idea that I love the states? I'm be telling you, I'm I'm an anarchist for the past hour and a half now. Careful, Brew. They're gonna cuff you one day. I've, I've, this 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 uh, idea of mine has been known for for years on my other podcast so it's uh, it's certainly not hate speech to say that secession's a good thing i want the zulus to secede i want the causes to secede i want the western cape i want everyone to secede as much as possible and what do you and what do you think happens in in Kauteng with the with the entire country Kauteng will be the richest place in, in the whole world the richest nation and you'll have probably the most multicultural diverse rich square well i don't know how big hutting is 50 square kilometers oh, in and, and jet fuel can definitely mount steel beams there eh? that's a pipe dream my friend why is it a pipe dream oh because blacks and whites can't live together i think they can well there you go so why is it a pipe dream well it depends who's going to lead it who's going to run the country you didn't have the demographic superiority to do that so you can't make the shots so your states will decline or go or follow the pattern of other post-colonial african fuck-ups we just had enough money to prevent that. This is this is what I say about Africa and, and post-colonial fuck-ups. It's like, a, it's like falling to your death from a two-story building. South Africa was far richer, far more powerful, so we're falling from a 20-story building but in slow motion. This is where we are. We're at the 10th floor. I mean, I admire your nihilism because I consider myself uh, like a cynic and a nihilist, but not to the degree that you are. Uh, maybe because, I don't know, maybe because I know people who are, you know, politicians or who work in think tanks and I get some, well, I mean, you do too. You get some like info, inside info. And I just listen to what's going on in the ANC and what they're saying to each other. And it's all so pathetic. Mate, I've been privy That's to, all it is. I've, I've been privy to, to meetings where Ndiwe Susulu says white people don't belong in this country and we need to pay for what we've done. That was horrifying. Being one of the only white faces in that room. But that's what the ANC's been on about for the past 60 years, since 1969. I mean, it's, it's not a surprise. Yeah, and then power. So let's react accordingly. 
Well, yeah, well, that, as I said, that's why firearms licenses are going through the roof and people are not using state resources or state provisions. They're using private security and they, they, people have already state-proofed their lives. I mean, I've done that as well, to be fair. So have you, no, no you, you, you say You say people, but no doubt that is only the privileged segment of our society. It's called why, double tap. Why privileged? Just those that are able to afford it. And even those that generally can't afford it have you know, local militias roaming the neighborhoods. Okay, healthcare. Yeah, hospital private, plans. Pri- private schooling. Yeah. Do you think the majority in this country, majority of our people can afford to privatize their lives while being double taxed, the missing middle, the middle class, the bulk of our tax base, not a fuck? Uh, no, my argument was that those that can are doing so. Well, yeah, but that's a, that's a tiny portion. That's a drop in the ocean. It's all the ones paying the taxes. I'm going to have to agree with you on this, funny enough. One of the few things I've agreed with you tonight. What about your claim that I'm actually a closet alt-rightist? Do you still believe that? Closet, alt-right is dead. I've told you this. It's morphed into nationalism. Like, I think we're, we're approaching the 1930s in terms of history not repeating itself but rhyming. I think we're going to see a dichotomy of communism versus nationalism very soon. That's the way the world's headed. Globalists versus nationalists. What side are you on? I'm a nationalist. Really? Yeah. But globalism's so great. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's, it's, it's so great that white people are going to be a minority in America, the land that they founded by 2052. It's so great that, great that native Brits in London are only 45% of the population. Haha, <laughs> too, 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 I fucking love globalism. That's not the fault of globalism. That's just shitty government policy at home. Globalism is what makes this globalism what, what, that, that, Say again? Globalism, the free movement of people. Well, that's one aspect, but it's normally the free movement okay. of trade. That's the essential, you know, element. What so so trade so like resources resources services goods whatever human, you want human capital yep yeah that's a problem is that a problem yeah so, so all the multi billion dollar corporations started by immigrants in the U S is that a problem I'm saying the demographic displacement of America is a problem multicultural societies generally have low trust like imagine the world imagine Europe imagine America as one giant bazaar a violent violent place for instance Theresa May. She's not going to go to parliament. She's probably going to bomb Syria. Okay, she goes, okay, don't post hate speech. We might anger our Arab population here in the UK. However, I'm going to bomb women and children in Syria without uh, parliamentary approval. And that's definitely not going to anger the 19% fighting age males in London who are Arab. Like, that's multiculturalism. You, you no, intern- that's, that's pathetic governance. No, but dude, it's it's internalized conflict. Whatever the UK or America does overseas, their respective Arab populations will react accordingly. That's an aspect of globalism, which is failing. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Globalism has, um, you know, taken billions of people out of poverty over the past twenty years, and notably in in Russia and China and India, it's made life a lot easier for most of the world. A lot of things are much cheaper. Uh, barriers to entry are much lower and uh, you know free movement around the globe is generally a good thing because those that do move are the ones that are able to assimilate and work in other places which means bullshit no the ones that are able to move are are generally the ones with capital they're young they have a a zest for life they leave the countries that they're from and they weaken their home countries sure because it's a shithole why would they want to stay oh wait you want to stay in a shithole yeah I do blood and soil brother Blood and soil. Oh fuck! Come on. <laughs> you you should be watching too many YouTube videos. I know. Big, a, big, a big aspect of my of my Twitter persona is trolling. I love trolling. I just I love putting snowflake. Well, you talking to the master troll of Twitter for a long time. 
Um, oh, no, man, I think I've used Zerk you, eh? You've been on Twitter for a year. I've been on there for 10 years. I've been on there for eight years, mind you, sir. Well, has the man, editor Mana Guardian called you a massive troll? So no, that, that's a real Hapaji. Is that for real Hapaji? Uh, no, it was Varashni when she was... Um, and a real happy call me a disgusting little man. I've, I've, I've got that under my coat. I mean, the worst part is that she called, she assumed your gender. That's terrible. Uh, no, uh, no, I was deeply offended, eh? I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to identify as an Apache helicopter. You know, you know what? Lawrence Southern said that once, and I thought it was stupid then. And now everyone's just taking it on, and I think it's even worse. No, no, listen, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's entered, it's entered the discourse. I, I don't really like it, but like, it's something we can all relate to. And you don't like Lawrence Southern. She raises great awareness. Fuck you, Roman. Lauren Southern is great. Um, as Doug Stanhope says, raising awareness is another way of doing nothing. And so those, you know, those people that um, run for the cause. I'm going to run five kilometers and you must sponsor me to run for the cause. Why don't you just give the fucking money to the cause? Because you want attention. That's what awareness is. Who was the, the woman, excuse my ignorance, that raised awareness about the concentration camps during the Anglo-Boer War from the UK? What was her name? Oh. It's off the tip of my tongue. Hobhouse. Emily Hobhouse? Is that Emily it? Hobhouse. Well, she's yeah. revered. And she put severe pressure on the UK government to improve the situations of partners in concentration camps. No, she did you something. She did something. She petitioned the state. That's not raising awareness. Raising awareness is just pointing and waiting for other people to do something. Petitioned the state. So she raised awareness, informing people of what was going on. And then she petitioned after raising awareness. It was action. <laughs> it was... No, it was action. She did something. Raising awareness is pointing and expecting others to do something. Okay, the anti-apartheid movement when they raised awareness all over the country, all over the globe. Uh, was that pointless? Was they did something. They went to the government and they said they want sanctions. And they went to the UN and they spoke. And Bob Goldorf with his shitty concerts. Oh, where he says black people don't know what snow is. Some, that song was He's quite racist. That, that song was quite racist uh, and no one picked it up until... Like 2010, when the social hey, you justice want, you, you want to know the importance, of, the importance of South Africa within the alt-right? Yeah, please. Okay. White people are said to be a minority in America by 2052. Uh, white people are said to be a minority in the UK by 2060. And this is a pattern we can uh, observe across all of Europe, if my current migration patterns are observed and current birth rates are observed. Now, they see South Africa and they see we lost a demographic battle. So within democracies, we no longer are able to determine, this, is be, this being white Africans, we're no longer able to determine the current direction of our country because we're a minority. They are dead yeah. scared that the countries they founded, the country we founded, similar to South Africa, will be usurped from them through migration and they will not be able to dictate the direction of their lives. So we are essentially a canary in a coal mine. We're, we're, we're in a, a very important propaganda tool. Demographics is everything. Uh, it used to be everything. And then the internet arrived. Yeah, I was saying that. The, blur, the, the, the lines between culture and race have been blurred, but those are essentially outliers, which is why 80% of black people in America vote Democrats, 75%. Which, which is so strange, don't you think? Because black Americans are far more conservative than white Americans. Yeah, but Republicans are viewed as a white party. It's called in-group preference. Black people have an 87% in-group preference in these states. You see a look at videos of O.J. Simpson getting acquitted of the murder. White people yeah. crying in the streets, black yeah. people cheering. Ingroup preference exists, and we can't deny race oh, realism. Yeah. Of course. Well, okay, I don't know what race realism is, but the ingroup preferences, of course, exist. Historically, the Democrats have been the, the party of the slavery, the Ku Klux Klan, and uh, Jim Crow. You aware of Dan- Dinesh D'Souza? Yeah, I know him. Of him. Okay. But I've, I've yeah. read this, you know, no, like, I haven't read any of his books. 
No, no, in, in America, okay, Hispanics and black people in America, black African Americans, they are pro welfare. They are pro censoring. Uh, uh, they're pro limiting freedom of speech, and they are anti gun control. Now imagine they get a demographic majority. How they are they, how they will be able to influence the constitution. How they will be able to infringe upon the rights of white people who have completely opposing views. That is race realism. Being a minority is shit, dude. We see it firsthand in South Africa. The country we founded, we aren't able to control anymore. Well, I didn't, I didn't find shit. Don't bring me into this. I can't Europeans, like Europeans, Europeans. Why do you think we have a judiciary? Why do you think we have a parliament? Why do you think we have uh, property rights? Oh, uh, you're going all the hell and zilla on us now. Yes, sir. I mean, she was completely correct when she said that. Of course, pretty she had, white, she, had white, she had white skin, though, so she was completely ostracized. But no, where's the life, no, of course, of course. Many other people of darker hue have said the same thing and nothing happens to them. But, I mean, we do live in a world of double standards and we do live in a world... I mean, some of your ideas are interesting. I, I still think uh, fighting identity politics by going into identity politics is a problem. Wow, we're different, we're different nations. It's like, it's like okay, the Persians are, the Persians <coughs> are invading, invading Greece again. Let's just abandon identity politics. Let's just work with the Persians that are migrating into our land. Like, that is your argument. Uh, no, and not delving uh, into identity politics does uh, not mean um, sur surrendering by sir, any means. Sir, sir, the Wehrmacht are invading Poland. What should we do? Well, I'm sure not... You can't, you can't say the Wehrmacht. They're not one homogenous group. I'm sure they are nice Germans. No, you're missing my point entirely. What I'm saying is you are fighting... Um, identity politics with identity politics and i don't think that's very helpful i think if you have a strategy you must actually tell or spread the message that individualism matters people are individuals and should be able to think for themselves and we should judge people based on their actions not in the nations yes in the nations otherwise we lead to a, a situation that mandela warned about Black domination. We had black mm -hmm. domination for 30 years and Mandela was a proponent of it too. You know, Mandela said a whole lot of other things. And if you really want to know what he believed, you must listen to him prior to 1990. After that, it was a PR campaign. I mean, I'm glad he was there. Don't get me wrong. He did no, Ravonia trial. All my life I fought against white domination. I fought against <coughs> black domination. Of course, yeah, like he, he fought for South Africa to turn into one giant Bantustan, which is what it's turning into now. But it's nice to quote the man. Who doesn't love Nelson Mandela and his sexy smile? What a dude. No, I'm not too fond. I, well, I don't like heroes. You don't, you don't like Mandela? You piece of shit. You're going to get arrested right now. Uh, is, is that hate speech these days? You never know. I think it is, man. I think it is. Excellent. At least I'll, I'll go down fighting. Um, listen, it's quarter to one in the morning. I could actually carry on for a while, but my throat is giving way because, you know, white privilege and uh, having been burnt as a child. Um, so I don't think we've solved anything in this podcast. It's going to get, it's going to uh, roast a few almonds, though, of your listeners. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, yeah, I hope so. I hope it makes people think. I think you have some cool ideas. I think some of them are absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah, well, what, what, what do you enjoy and, what, and what, do you, what do you disagree with? Just as a, as a quick summary before you, you wrap up your show. Well, your collectivism is, 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 as the left say, problematic to me. This concept of there's actually different nations within SA. Not nations, there's different cultures. Nations. The Zulu nation. You see it all over Twitter and Facebook every day. The Zulu nation. And once again, social media does not reflect the general... So is there no, is there no Afrikaner nation in South Africa? No. They had a few countries a few years back, the Boer Republic, then they formed the apartheid states and they got usurped. Now they're pretty much a diaspora. 
Yeah, so like, are you like going like to call, you, you, you call Russia the Mongol Empire? No, it fell. So it's called Russia, even though but Russia they are, they are, they are, is part they, they are of the Russians Egypt. within Russia. The Jewish nation that exists, they're just spread all over the world. A nation comprises of, of, of blood, a shared group of people. That is the definition of a nation, not some arbitrary lines in the sand. Well, then, yes, I'll make an anarchist out of you yet because you're proving my point once again. Culture trumps nationality, and if you have but nationality is around usually, a culture, before the, that is superior. Before the, the halfway point of the 20th century, culture and nationality was the same thing. Yeah, but not anymore, of course. Yeah. I've met Indians in Joburg who are more British than the royal family. One of my best mates is an Indian in Joburg, and boy, oh boy, he could join my state. I fucking love him. Indians are very cool. South African Indians are dope. Except the Guptas, fuck them. Well, yeah, they're not really from here, man. Naturalized citizens, so gay. I like you, gent. I think... Um, <clears throat> no, I like you. I think you're, some of you is a batshit crazy, and I like that. I think people should be entitled to hold batshit crazy ideas. Um... Maybe they're not batch crazy to you, of course, but to me they are. You you listen to me talk and you think, what a fucking pussy. This guy's going to get eaten alive by the mob, whoever they may be. And um, <laughs> No, man, I just think, like, it's going to sound incredibly depressing, but you'd be singing a different tune if you had family mo- members murdered. Uh, well, I've been close. No, but like... I've had you, friends murdered. Yeah, and I'm surprised it hasn't... Maybe... It has and I grew be. up on a farm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it has we were attacked three times. Yeah, um, I know. Which is why yeah. I'm so surprised that you cling to this notion of individualism. When our country was never violent beforehand, like, plot twist, something fucking changed, connect the dots. Uh, plot twist, uh, taking away property rights of people under force is extremely violent. Who did that? Uh, that's what the force removals were about. Yeah, and they should be adequately compensated. I'm not disputing that. No, but, 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 do you think there was no? Do you think there was no violence before? Is is naive. So now are we excusing the violence now? Are we? No, Kathy Newman. I'm not excusing the violence now. <laughs> I don't know, man. Forty-eight percent of people in this country don't know who their fathers are. The black population exploded nine hundred percent, indicating that maybe a large majority of people in this country aren't from here. They came here as a source of cheap migrant labor, labor to escape the shitholes of their nation, and now their offspring, who are practically many of them. Later, are looking at Dutch architecture in South Africa and claiming it to be theirs. I find that laughable. Uh, yeah, I find that normal. But because that's how people are. You're gonna that's get how, you're gonna get tired. as a member of the ultra right. Doesn't matter what you say. I, I hope crazy batshit uh, batshit crazy liberals aren't listening to what we're saying now. Well, no, just, just having you on makes me part of the ultra right, don't you know? I had Steve Hoffmeyer on the Renegade Report about a year and a half ago, and since then people think that I'm like some white genocide proponent even though I fought with him for an hour and a half about white genocide. So I don't give a fuck. People should listen. They should, you know, take value from this if they find value. They should laugh if they think it's ridiculous. And that's fine. I'm just here to entertain. I'm the... You're a showman. The, the court jester, so to speak. Um, but, gent, yes, let's call it. I'll have you back on. Maybe in person. That will be pretty cool. I can wear a disguise. I usually do, man. No, no, I mean, we can just record audio. But in person, the ideas flow much better than over Skype or whatever. Google Hangouts. But, gent, nevertheless, um, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. You fucking a, insane bastard. Yo, it's been a whale of a time, Roland.